Hello everyone, you are listening to the Igbo Initiative podcast with Ugochi Onyewu. Welcome to the show. Hello everyone, welcome to the Igbo Initiative podcast where we celebrate Igbo culture by speaking to amazing women in different walks of life who are either Igbo or have a very close tie to the Igbo culture. Today we speak with Adeze Ihanyi Igwe. Adeze is an Igbo woman with boundless energy and zest for life. She was born in Enugu State and grew up speaking Igbo, which was her first language. She studied electrical and electronics engineering and still works in the field of engineering as a seasoned project manager. She has enjoyed a successful career having worked at a number of brand name companies such as Schlumberger, Deloitte and the Travel Channel. On today's show, we discuss her journey of self-discovery beyond her career and living life with passion. We talk about personal finance, marathon running, modeling in midlife, and how it is never too late to be what you want to be. Hi, Ada. Thank you so much for joining today. I know today will be a fun conversation and I'm looking forward to lots of laughter and getting to know a little bit about you. Thanks so much for joining. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yes, yeah, it should be fun. It should be fun. <laughs> so, yeah, so I start, I've already given the audience a little bit of an introduction so they have an idea of who you are and what you, you do and what we'll be talking about today. But I wanted you to start maybe by just telling us a little bit about yourself and life growing okay. up. Where were you born? Did you grow up in the East? Did you grow up speaking Igbo? Just tell us a little bit about you. Okay, all right. So I was born in Enugu um, State in Nigeria, mm. and um, that was where I grew up. According to my kids, I mean, I'm part of the Generation X. So you can have an <laughs> idea of when I was born. <laughs> well, um, so I was the fourth child of seven kids, um, of which most of them are boys. I just mm. have one sister. Mm. So, of course, you can imagine the kind of influence that had on me. I was um, a tomboy, climbing trees, you know, mm. doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I also grew up in um, campus, you know, what they call a campus kid. So we had, I had a lot of educational influence on me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, so I grew up in the middle of evil land, mm-hmm. right? Um, speaking evil, of course. I mean, I grew up speaking evil. That was my first language, more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they actually had to encourage us to speak more English mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's interesting. And actually, you mentioned that mm-hmm. you uh, grew up as a tomboy. I still kind of consider yeah. you a little bit of a tomboy now, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is great. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I started, quote unquote, outgrowing it maybe, maybe in my late 30s because I was a tomboy growing up. I was a tomboy. After I had grown up, you know, <laughs> so that influence was really, you know, it, it was a big influence on me, my brothers, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, what I studied and my exposure mm-hmm. just continued. That was almost like, it was almost like I was trained. <laughs> 
almost like I was trained that way, yes, right? Raised yeah, that way and yeah. you know, it just continued in that idea. Yeah, yeah, which is nice, which is nice. Um, yeah. So you mm-hmm. mentioned, obviously, you grew up and you spoke Igbo. You didn't actually consciously learn the language. It's something you just grew up speaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, don't, I, actually, I don't recall learning Igbo, right? Mm. Sometimes I actually think... I feel that I think in Igbo. Yeah. <laughs> I tell my friends that, you know, it, yeah. it's almost like sub- subconsciously, right? Yeah. You know, when you hear something, I hear it in Igbo, yes. and I interpret it, then I speak it in English. Yeah. So Igbo really is my first language, yeah. even though, you know, years and years of speaking English and all that, of course, me have erased a little bit of that subconscious mm-hmm. thinking in Igbo. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not something I ever learned. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, I, I tell people I did, you know, how you do SSCYEC in Nigeria, yes, right? Yes. I, Igbo was the language that I did, and I got an E1 in Igbo. I was like, <laughs> hell, girl. <laughs> that is good. That's yeah. good. That's good. That's good. It's funny. I, I spoke to someone else, and she said the same thing, that she thinks in Igbo. You know, it's interesting because I yeah. didn't, Igbo wasn't my, even though I speak Igbo pretty well, Igbo wasn't my first language. But I will say that you are one of the few people that I still get a chance to speak Igbo with, which is great because we live pretty close yeah. in the same state and we converse yeah. as long as we're talking yeah. Igbo. So I'm grateful to have yeah. you because you're helping me to preserve my skills. Do you remember that time we were on a trip and you were singing all those Igbo songs? Oh yes. my goodness. That was yes. like, what a cool... Yes. Sometimes I actually think back, I remember it and I'm like, oh, I remember, you were singing Igbo songs, uh, right? Igbo when we went on that yes. trip. We were, yes, I, I remember. <laughs> That was I remember. so fun. Yeah, like it's yes, so back. Yes, yeah. I will say <laughs> yeah. I love to sing in Igbo, especially gospel songs. I like there's just something yeah. about Igbo yeah. worship yeah. songs. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So talking about Igbo, um, do your kids speak? And and if not, um, are you mm-hmm. teaching them or what what are you because I know it's a struggle. I know it's a struggle. <laughs> I'll be honest, right? That was a big struggle for me. And one of the things that I I say I, I kind of regret is not teaching them when they were younger. Because yes. when they don't learn it at that age, it gets a little bit yes. difficult, right? Yes. So um, I didn't consciously teach them and I wasn't speaking it with them the way I would like to. So they weren't exposed to it the way I was, right? Mm. But um, in terms of, you know, seeing the ways I've tried, you know, I've had a lot of, you know, my mom, I know there was a time she came, she actually brought an Igbo book and she was trying to help them, mm. right? You know, and then there's some things that my, my sibling and I do with my kids, you know, we're, we're talking and then they're speaking English and then we just start responding to them in Igbo. So you have two choices. You're either going to stare at us blankly or you're going to ask us what we mean. <laughs> so you just see this whole conversation, yeah, like we actually yeah. did it yesterday. They're asking us and then we're just responding in Igbo. Yes. So if it's something they're really interested in, then yes. they'll ask us about yes. it. Yeah. So um, yes. they're yes. not, you know, they're, they're not, obviously they're not as good as me. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had done a much better job, but they know the important words, you yes. know? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> the important words like, now. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> when I say it exactly they know they yeah. do know that's actually true and <laughs> it's funny I think they know more of the language than we think they do but I think and I've had this discussion with other guests I think it's more of even for me having that conscious effort to incorporate yeah. ways that they can practice and learn they may never be fully yeah. fluent or conversational 
but at least have a better yeah. understanding of the language and a better appreciation as well. So yeah, yeah. that's something I'm working yeah. on too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is good, which is good. So let's come back. You mentioned you were a tomboy. And one of the reasons that you're a tomboy is because of what you studied. So I know this, oh. is a, this is a common ground for both of us because I studied in the <laughs> same area. So tell us a little bit about, um, I know it was engineering. How did you decide to yeah. study in engineering? How has it helped as a foundation for everything else? What, what made you become an engineer and how has that helped okay. you? Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So um, I was one of those kids. You know, <laughs> I always tell my kids, my kids, I was one of those weirdo kids that actually loved math. Right. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed math. I tried. It was, it was a fun thing for me. And luckily for me, when I was in high school, um, there was this teacher that sort of, I think she was also passionate about math and she used to do this. She started this competition that she called Miss Math Competition, right? Mm. Where she would make, she would select math students and do projects, right? Mm. That made you think about math application, right? So beyond the abstract math mm. and, and made you think about being creative with it. Mm. So I guess, you know, enjoying math, actually having fun with it. Um, so I sort of defaulted to engineering and then you know I like the physical sciences um mm. biology was a bit of a struggle for me mm -hmm. and you know in Nigeria it's either you're a lawyer doctor engineer so maybe, <laughs> but I mean I just liked math right yes, so that yes. was kind of what made me to decide and when I started engineering right and this is not I, I mean I know that both of us are biased obviously right <laughs> towards engineering but really mm -hmm. engineering gives you the background for anything yes. anything yes. i mean what else will teach you how to think outside the box what yes. else will teach you how to be creative mm -hmm. to do you mm -hmm. know you think about it there's a it's just problem solving mm -hmm. so it's so that training actually sets you up to you know in terms of you know how it influences every other thing it sets you up for everything else mm -hmm. right it sets you up to think about it it sets you up to think creatively to act to to actually know that, okay, it's possible, it's feasible. Mm, There's a yes, way we can do it. Yes, we can figure it out. Yeah. Yes, yes. And, and, you know, honestly, to that point, and I, I, I wouldn't say, I don't know that I can say it's just because you studied engineering, but there's something about you, Adeze, that ha you have this innate confidence in whenever you come up oh. against a challenge. <laughs> no, it's true. Thank I mean, you. it's true. You come <laughs> against a challenge. Your first, I mean, everything, not just, you know, with a math problem that maybe your child may bring to you, but we, even with a challenge in life, you're like, okay, let me figure out how I'm going to do this. It's never, oh, I don't know if I, I've never seen you say, hey, I don't think I can do. You're always like, I don't know Thank how to do, you. but I'm going to figure it out. Yeah, no, I, I love that about you. I really do. I just want to put that Thank out there, you. you know, your innate confidence. And I, I don't know if it's because of your your foundation in engineering. Um, I would credit it in a way for me personally, being in that mm. in that field where you constantly have to figure stuff out, it gives you that innate yes. confidence. Um, yes. But yes. I also think it's part of your personality a, a little bit as well. Uh, so I think I'd say it's too. Yeah. <laughs> that said, you, yeah. <laughs> no. So that said, I, I I kind of want to move in, and I know we'll spend quite a bit of time here on where you are today because I love your journey today. So you you you've always you you were an engineer. You practiced as an engineer in in, in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. You moved to the U.S. You you worked here as in you know uh, as a technical mm -hmm. person, um, mm -hmm. which I'd like you to, if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about. But I want you to kind of move into what you're doing today because that's what I want us to talk about, which is 
Okay. exploring self-development, exploring different areas. So we'll get to that, but I just want you to kind of lay that foundation, that transition of studying engineering in Nigeria and how it, it kind of led you to where you are today. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. So um, as far as, you know, the transition, um, I started engineering and, you know, I, I thought it was something I would always do. And then I, I came to the States and believe it or not, my master's, I know a lot of people do like, Maybe a master and MBA. I actually did a master's in engineering, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I and the first job I got was as a technology consultant, um, mm-hmm. working in engineering. Mm-hmm. But um, being exposed to consulting, right, where you know my company would send me you know on projects, sort of exposed me to working on projects, right? Mm-hmm. And my next job after that, you know, I started working as a project manager, specifically an IT project manager, mm-hmm. right? So since then, um, you know, I work on technology projects, right? You know, a company has some a product to deliver, right? I just help organize, you know, oversee the, the, the building of it, the delivery mm-hmm. of it, manage clients, and just make sure that we deliver the product that is right. Mm-hmm. So I work as a technology um, um, program manager. Mm-hmm. Um, incidentally, right now, so I did IT for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then most recently, I went back to engineering, but yeah. just as a program manager, mm-hmm. right? In engineering. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. somehow it's always like something keeps bringing me back to engineering, yes. even when I move up to IT. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, I, and then you had asked about, you know, going to what I'm doing now, right? You know, um, are you asking about in terms of um, development, right? Yes. Working, uh, working professionally and then coming into you know, the new things, you know, about development and the things I'm doing. Is that what you wanted me to talk about? Yeah, next, so, about, so I guess okay. what I wanted to do, just to be, I guess just to clarify, what I wanted to do is let the audience know mm-hmm. that you do have this love and passion for engineering, which is where your focus is for your career. Mm-hmm. But you've mm-hmm. entered this new era where you're trying new things and where you're doing new yeah. things outside of your traditional career career so i want you to kind of talk about that yes okay all right great so um i think it was sometime last year you know i went through um a few life changes um and also maybe midlife had something to do with it (laughs) but i got to a point where I started feeling a bit restless, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're doing your work and yeah, you're doing it, but I just sort of started feeling like maybe I wasn't as driven as I had always wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And somehow, for whatever reason, that now went into, um, I, I just gave myself some goals, right? Okay, um, you're going to need to optimize your personal finance journey. And I, I mm-hmm. think that was what started it, right? Mm-hmm. I started listening to some podcasts and I started mm-hmm. learning some things about personal finance, you know, mm-hmm. investments, um, 401k, setting up mm-hmm. HSA. Mm-hmm. And these are things that previously, right, they were very fuzzy to me. Mm-hmm. There were things that, you know, when I would see them, my eyes would just glaze over, mm-hmm. right? And here I was now learning them and getting this clarity, about something that was difficult for me before, mm-hmm. right? So it's almost like a switch or something just went up. And wow, it was, I, I, I got it, right? Mm-hmm. I was researching, I was reading it up, I was, I was putting things into practice, I was telling all my friends, I was telling my, uh, my family, people mm-hmm. were calling me, right? Asking mm-hmm. me, say, I, I need to sign up for this, can you show me, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it has this empowering feeling, yes. looking back and saying, hey, this is something that you didn't know before. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, it's it, it, it demystified, right? Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. as hard mm-hmm. or as much of a mystery as you thought it was. Mm-hmm. And that is what sort of started this 
new journey, right? Mm. Of finding things. And, you know, I, I sort of, you know, made that decision to, to start leading, um, um, living more intentionally, right? Discovering things. And with, so the personal finance was one of the things, right? And I, I, I know there was time I told myself, okay, you know what? I every, you know, every few weeks or maybe every few months, you're going to try something that you haven't tried before, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That, uh, that you, you, you're interested in, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, that empowering thing you get from doing something, being able to do it, yes. and then being successful at it, mm. right? And I told myself, I'm going to give my ch- myself a chance to keep learning, to mm-hmm. keep learning. Mm-hmm. You, you never stop. That's mm-hmm. the truth. You never know everything. There's always something out there. And it was just so exciting for me that maybe that was the new, what I needed for the quote-unquote midlife crisis. Yeah. <laughs> my sister always teases me. <laughs> Whenever I just start off on one of these, my new adventures, you know, the excitement, the, you know, the, the way I just go for it, she's like, gosh, you're really going through a midlife crisis. <laughs> she's like, I love this, your journey. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> if this is what a midlife crisis looks like, sign me up, right? This is, yeah, this know, is great. Right? <laughs> this is great. I know, right? So, of course, that, that, you know, that led me to, I mean, I started reading. I read a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I have this thing where I, I have to read a book every month, mm-hmm. you know, a Good. new book every yeah. month. And I, I, I listened to some podcast ones that said that everything that you need to know, someone has written it, right? Yes. There's really nothing new, yes. right? And that one of the, the ways that you educate yourself the most is by reading by reading, by mm. learning. So, you know, my journey is really one of finding something, right, and learning about it and experiencing mm. it. And this actually made me to start asking questions like, um, okay, Adesa, what's your passion? You know, when I went through that restless um, phase, right, where mm. I was feeling a bit uncomfortable and I wanted to know what next, right? So, you know, I said, you know, what's your passion? Have you ever really actually sat down and thought about it? Mm. And, 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 I, and I realized, you know, it's within, I mean, your, and, I, and I've discovered that finding that passion is really within what do you know mm. that you enjoy, mm-hmm. right? What are the things that you're skilled at and what are the things that you're interested in? Mm. And then combination of those things how do they align with your value system mm-hmm. and you know with you getting towards your goals so that's mm-hmm. just it and yes. once that once i got that clarification mm-hmm. i i made a conscious effort to pursue things passionately mm-hmm. right so it's either about something that i'm doing well that i enjoy figuring out the way to do it even more even mm-hmm. better or mm-hmm. more creative ways to make it better mm-hmm. or something that I'm interested in and maybe previously I thought it was something that was impossible like you know the finance thing yes figuring out how to do it and just try it yes. right so that was kind of what led me to that um you know every few every few months you're going to try something that you've never tried before mm. maybe one day I'm going to you know talk about it. I mean maybe document it or mm-hmm. that journey mm-hmm. but since I started that I mm-hmm. have tried so many different things yes. that have made my life that much more fulfilling yes. than it's been in the past few. Yes, yeah. One, one of them is um, obviously marathon running, which I, I, I told the audience <laughs> about in the introduction. Is something that we both, obviously, you've done more marathons than I have, but we are, we're both, uh, <laughs> we're constantly egging yeah. each other on, you know, which is which is a source yes. of great encouragement. So talk about we're that too. We're never going to stop. Yeah. So marathon running, we're never going to stop, right? We are. 
we are, we are, we are I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. So for the audience, just to clarify, the marathon, so the, the correct definition, because people always say a marathon and sometimes it's three miles, they call it a marathon. Just to be clear, <laughs> a marathon is 26.2 miles. So um, Adese, yeah. how many have you done? Like 14? Uh, 26.2 miles. Okay. I mean, I actually stumbled into running marathons. I just wanted to run, right? And then, um, and I run a half, I ran a half marathon at 13.1 miles. And, you know, that was like a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. But then running for me, it's exercise, you know, one of the habits I build to have time for yourself, right? Yes. Where you plan your day, you get that therapy, mental therapy, physical therapy, as, as far as, you know, the health benefits of exercise. And I kept on doing it. And I think at some point I started running even longer than the usual distances, mm-hmm. right? And some friends told me, oh, there's a once you run 20 miles, you can do a marathon, which is 26.2 miles. Mm-hmm. And then I did the first mm-hmm. one. And after I had done, I think it was the second marathon, the what's the word, exhilarating yes. feeling? Yes. You know, so you, when you start, you know, when you start, you're like, you're good. You remember how we always say, how are we doing here? Are we doing here? <laughs> Who is paying <laughs> us? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're growing, right? and then you start. So at that time, you're kind of, this goes a little bit because yes. you're thinking about, wow, that journey is so, so, so far. Yes. Okay? And then you start. That starting, for me, it's, it just shows, okay, you've taken the step. Yes. Well, sorry, you're going to have to do it, yes. right? Yes. And then you keep going, you're good. Yes. Somewhere along the line, it's really incredibly difficult, but mm. you know you have to finish it, yes. right? Yes. And you just keep going. Mm-hmm. And then when you're almost done, you're like, yes, you're almost done. And then when you're finally done, <laughs> there's this joy yes. of completion, this mm-hmm. joy that makes you feel I can actually do it. Yes. Why did I even question myself yes. in the same place? And yes. maybe that's what makes you keep going back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember I told you how I signed up for Chicago? I didn't mm-hmm. know I signed up for Chicago. Yes. But I think after running the first Chicago, that thing made me, I just signed up for the next yes. one. Yes. Yes. That I signed up for the next one. Yes. Um, and so it, it's, um, it's a journey that sometimes it requires, you know, training for marathons are not easy no. at all all but one good thing about it is it it's that mental experience that helps mm-hmm. you to you know you know there's sometimes you do things for fun mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that those things are always fun yes so when they're not yes. fun how are you going to apply yourself to be disciplined enough to start mm. the structure to do that thing? Mm. Marathon training makes you do yes. that. Like, I don't feel like getting up in the morning, mm-hmm. but okay, I have to get up because I have to get this thing done. So mm. I always have things that are related to running a marathon that I mm-hmm. apply to real life. Yes. You know, yes. things you don't feel like doing, mm-hmm. but you know that you need to do because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're going to be so, 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 so happy that you did it. Yes. Those, are, those are some of you. And then, yes. you know, it's a fun thing to, one of the things I started doing this year, you know, instead of running locally, like trying to run outside the country mm-hmm. or trying to run outside where I live. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a fun way also to travel, mm-hmm. to see different places mm-hmm. and to sort of experience the culture mm-hmm. and the people mm-hmm. and the scene. And, you know, of, mm-hmm. it's educational, really. Yes. I mean, travel is education, right? Yes. You know, because you're outside that your normal place that mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's, 
Ugo, I don't know how I can, you know, <laughs> encourage you not to stop. I know you keep saying it. But... No, I'll still do races. <laughs> I'll do half marathons. I'll do 10 milers, 10Ks, oh, but no. <laughs> uh, well, at least oh. never say never, but I think I'm, I think I'm done. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But I, I do okay. want to say, I know, I know that you talked about the journey of marathoning and how it translates to real life as well. Um, and I, I, I do want to tell the audience, I'm not saying everybody should be a marathon runner, but one of the things that yeah. um, marathon run, running really em, emulates life in many ways, right? Because yes. it's a long distance. Yes. It's a journey. It's yes. not a sprint. So if you start off running at your fastest pace, you will, you burn out. You won't last more than a mile yes. or two. So yes. it teaches you to, to take things slowly. It pace teaches yourself. you to pace yes. yourself. It teaches you patience, particularly for me, because I'm such a slow runner. It teaches me patience. Yeah. I'm going to be out here for hours. Settle in, calm down. And, the road yeah, and is enjoy there. the ride. And enjoy right? the ride. <laughs> exactly. So for example, the Marine Corps, right? Mm-hmm. It has a different feel. The New York Marathon, yes. it has a different feel. So yes. sometimes you're just going there and say, let me just run it. You lose everything. Yes. Right? You lose enjoying the journey. So yes. it teaches us about enjoying the journey, exactly. right? Sometimes, you know, how people, I know it's very cliche to say, um, smell the roses or stop and smell mm-hmm. the roses. But really, mm-hmm. life, we need to do that, yes. right? It's not about always like yes. going from one goal to the other, get to this goal exactly. from point A to point B, but actually exactly. enjoy your, your journey between yes. point A and point B. Absolutely, absolutely. So with that said, we've talked, <laughs> you've talked about <laughs> um, financial, uh, personal finance. You've talked yeah. about marathon running. The third one I'd love to talk about is modeling. So Adese, oh. just so the audience knows, Adese is what, five foot nine and a size two, has always been thin. <laughs> and people have always said, you should model, you should model, you should model. You never modeled and now in midlife you're a model. So talk exactly. to us about that. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, like I said, you know, I had said earlier on that, um, you know, I wanted to experience new things, mm-hmm. right? Um, I wanted to be brave enough to try things, okay? Um, my friends call me ATM, which is very uh, embarrassing sometimes yeah. because people that don't know, yeah. they'll think they're talking about money, So I always have to say, you know, they mean Adele the model, right? So mm-hmm. they tease me, you know, and mm-hmm. then some people will say, you know, ah, you know, you've no models, blah, blah. Um, mm-hmm. And... I never really took it as something to do, all right? But in this, my new phase or this, my new journey, right? It just was one of the things I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to try it, mm-hmm. right? It's one of those things I said, I'll try it um, because why haven't you done it? I didn't do it, not because of, um, I've not done it maybe because, you know, you know how sometimes you're kind of self-depreciating and you're just saying, okay, you know, how, how can no, yes. I can't do this? And I'm like, yes. no, no, yes. we stopped doing that. Mm-hmm. We're no longer doing I cannot, mm-hmm. right? We're now doing how can I? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I just said, okay, um, I'm going to try it. I'm going to enjoy that journey and I'm going to see how it works, right? So, um, you know, I started working with, uh, professional photographers um, mm. building a portfolio mm. <laughs> and I understand that you know I'm midlife you know, a lot of modeling is for people that are young but it doesn't mean that I cannot do it if yes, I want to do it course. right so mm. there's so many different um, I went for some um, workshop I think last weekend where they were talking about the different things you know where you have the high fashion one and then you have the commercial mm-hmm. one and you have lifestyle mm-hmm. you know so there's so many different ways in it and really um, you know how a lot of times we tell ourselves things like 
hard you can't mm. you know you, you know you, you you something looks so daunting to you mm. because there's all these reasons why yes. you can't yes right and you just have to settle down and think about it it's, it's just having the right mindset and the right attitude mm. think about it is this something you want to do mm. is this something that fits into your value system in some um, shape or form mm. is this something that you were able to do if it is then figure out how you're going to be able to mm. do it so i i don't look at okay i can't do it right i don't look at oh look at all these reasons why i can't do it. those reasons why i can't do it are just ways to help me figure out how i can do it and mm. in what way i can do it mm. because a lot of times when we're saying you can't do it you have a certain picture in your mind that tells that this is the only way to do this yes. thing and that only way may not be the way that will you will work towards right mm. it's not the way that fits within where you are mm. you just need to think about so how is the other way to do mm. it right mm. so so for me um you know going into modeling is one of the things that i felt like there are ways in which i can do it there are even ways in which i can do it and still even be able to be supportive of things that I like. So, for example, be supportive of courses, right, that I like. And, I, and I've actually thought about it, right? Mm. So start building your portfolio, start thinking about how you're going to do it commercially, start thinking about how you're going to do it to give back to your community. If it's mm. being a voice for something, yes. if it's being a face for something, mm. you know? So when you start thinking about the why of what you want to do, it actually helps you figure it, figure out the mm. how of how mm. you're going to get there. Mm. So yeah, that that it's still at the beginning mm. stages. I'm mm-hmm. just building my portfolio, mm-hmm. but um, <clears throat> I'm taking the steps, you know, to to be able to experience it, mm. and then count it as one of those things that I figured out on <laughs> on my journey. That's amazing. I mean, really, I commend you. That's amazing. It's like, why not? And it's, it doesn't have to, to your point, it doesn't have to be modeling, doesn't have to be marathon running, doesn't have to be personal finance, whatever. Because yeah. we, I think as a society, we always think that after a certain age, if you haven't achieved what you were supposed to achieve, we just manage what you've done and just keep plodding exactly. along. Um, but it's exactly. never too late. Exactly. Yeah, it's never too never, late. Never, yeah. never. Exactly. Yeah. There is always a way. It's just to, when you start, you know, in Igbo, right? We have this thing that says when somebody wakes up, that's their morning, right? Mm-hmm. So it's Say not, it in Igbo. How do you say it? Oh, that's it in Igbo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, you understand? Yeah. Exactly. Should I slow down and say Yeah, no. <laughs> So that's when, you know, when you wake up, really, is your morning, meaning your starting point is your starting point, yes. right? You don't ever say, hey, I've missed the starting point. Like I've missed because maybe you're looking at your age or because you're looking at all oh, the opportunities that you meet. Just say, oh, I've missed your starting point. No, just start mm-hmm. and make that your starting point and just start. Continue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You talked about your value system. Does it fit into your value system? By value system, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you're talking about your faith. So I know you have a strong faith. Yes. Talk to us about mm-hmm. that and how does your faith help you balance life challenges? Because life can be tough. So talk talk to us yes. just a little bit about that. Yes, yes, yes. So um, I don't know if, I, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called the North Star for um, people, for sailors, right? When mm-hmm. they're, when they're, you know, they have lighthouses for sailors when yes. they're traveling. Yes. And um, sometimes one of the things they used to do their na- navigation is a not far mm. because it, it has one position, one fixed position. So once they can just find that direction mm. from there, they're good, mm. you know. Mm. And that's the way that I like in my faith. It's, it's, it's my constant. Mm. It's the one thing that 
provides a sense of direction for me mm. all the time. You know, when we're going on our life journey and challenges and all that, you know, there's that tendency to move, shift, things push you around, mm. things happen to you. Um, but one thing that remains constant is my faith, is mm. my belief in Jesus Christ, is mm. my understanding of who God is to me. Mm. And because I have that, it helps me, it helps to give me, um, it, 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 you know, my value system is built on it. It helps to give me that direction for the things I'm going. So you, you, it gives you something to weigh stuff against, right? Mm. So just like the North Star, that's what the, the sailors are using to compare. So you're like, okay, hey, does, does this thing work mm. based on your belief? All right. If it doesn't work, then, then why are you doing it? Right. right. And so that's one thing. That's one mm. thing that it helps. The other thing that it helps is that, you know, I've, I've, I've had challenges, right? Mm. Life, mm. children, sicknesses, you know, mm. and every single time what has helped me and seen me through is that faith? Is that back in the faith? It's mm. either based on my belief or somebody encouraging me and reminding me of that. It always goes back to that faith. Yes. So it helps give me a sense of direction. It also is very encouraging for me, right? As I've gone through the different things, right? That has been one thing that has helped me, that has been constant for me, mm. that has made me strong. And, you know, when you, when you were talking, um, you know, earlier on about, you know, figuring it out, it's actually because of that. Because I have this belief that, you know, I have God that is with me and, I, you know, that is seeing me through. So I know mm. I can figure it out. Mm. Somehow, I, don't, I can't see it. I can't see how, but somehow I'll figure it out. Mm. You know? So that's, part, you know, part of why, you know, I'm able to do that. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. That's helpful. So the next question I want to ask you, Ada, is if you were talking to your 20-year-old self, what would you say? What are some lessons that you've learned along the way or that you wish that someone would have said to you when you were younger? Okay. So um, I would tell myself, there's a dream, all right? If it's hmm. not um, scaring you, it's not big enough, right? So dream and hmm. think about what you want to get done where it scares you. And then when you dream, write it down, right? And then take a step towards achieving that dream. So for example, and you know, when I say take a step, so for example, let's say you want to be like a world-known, um, you know, author, or you mm. want to write a book, right? Mm. And you're, you're thinking it's maybe almost impossible. Take a step. Take a step maybe um, writing an article for somebody or proofreading an article or submitting something to a blog or, you know, just mm. do something. Mm. Once you start doing that thing that goes towards that step, that you, that, towards that dream that you want, mm. you start formulating your plans and you start working towards it, mm. right? So I would have told myself, dream as big as you want, write it down mm. and then start working towards mm. it. Because then you have a lot of time. Mm. The other thing that I've told myself is to start saving. You know, that, and that's what I'm doing with my kids now that are not yet 20. Yes. Once you get anything, start saving towards Because a long time makes a lot, yes. a, a huge difference, mm. right? With, you know, when you put stuff in investments or accounts or whatever, right? So start saving. And then the other thing is, you know, figuring out, you know, figuring out exactly what you want. Now, at 20 years old, it's actually very difficult to do that because, you know, your life is a journey. You discover things as you're going. But for that place where you are, figure it out, mm. right? Figure it out what gives you joy. Figure out what, 
what makes you, you know, what makes you happy? What makes you want to get up or what makes you want to go? Mm. Figure it out mm. and create your dream around it and then start working towards it. Mm. Mm. That's it. Yeah, that's excellent. That's a, <laughs> yeah, because you're right. Um, it's easier to move a ship that's already in motion and to start something that's stuck. So when you just start, it's easier yes, to course correct, yes, right? And you exactly, have that momentum. Yeah, exactly, so that's, that's exactly. great. That's great. How do you balance it all, Ada? Because you're always on the move. You're always, you're always busy. You're always, you know, <laughs> doing different things. You have kids. You work. How do you balance it all? so many balls. Yeah, yes, so many balls. Like, you know, you're always like, one is up in the air and you're trying to make sure that nothing falls, right? Mm. We work children and mm. all that. Um, mm. So I, 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 I get a lot of help. So, and, and, you know, so first, two. I use a lot of tools. So I use um, Google Calendar, right? Mm-hmm. I use, you know, I, I use, I have a group chat that I'm on with my kids. Mm-hmm. I try to make a calendar that everybody's in yes. and so that we can plan our time. And maybe, maybe my project management um, career yes. kind of, you know, helps me to do that but you know i try to train my kids to think that way right now so i use calendars reminders Mm -hmm. and then i have work plans like every week i have my weekly goals Mm -hmm. and then every month i actually have my monthly goals Mm -hmm. that i used to check everything i'm doing by the end of the month i do my result check okay how much of this you know, so I, I make my, so for example, this is, um, we're in October, right? Mm-hmm. I've already started writing down my November goals, mm-hmm. the things that I want to achieve in mm-hmm. November, right? Mm-hmm. So being able, I'm, I'm somebody that I want to see, my mind works in in a logical way, right? I want to see how things connect from A, B, C, D, E. So I hope mm-hmm. plans help me a lot. Mm-hmm. So I use calendars, I use reminders, and I use work plans, you know, in, in terms of doing weekly goals and monthly goals. Mm-hmm. And I rely a lot on my family and friends in terms of, you know, you know, when I said earlier on that, we never stop learning. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to parenting, or when it comes to managing and balancing things, I am always intentionally learning from people mm. that are in the same situation, mm. right? I learn a lot from you, Gucci. There's some things mm. that, there's sometimes that we have all these discussions that you don't know that I'm actually like writing stuff down in my head. Okay, mm. I want to try this, right? So mm. Sometimes it might even be something as simple as maybe, you know, meal plan, right? Mm. Or a way to make a meal that will make it a bit more efficient for you mm. so that, you know, that week will get a bit smoother. And all that. Mm. So I keep learning from my friends that are in the same situation mm. as me, like have kids, have yeah. challenging careers mm. and have other things that they're doing on the side. Mm. So I, I keep learning from them and I depend a lot on family. You know, my siblings are mm. here, my mom, mm. you know, she comes a lot. So mm. all those things, those are the things that, um, you know, that, that's kind of like how I want, I, I, I try to balance everything mm. so that I can get everything in. Yes. And then, um, you know, the other thing that is very important that I do, I, I, I think this was about maybe two years ago, was learning because I'm very involved in my church, right? Mm. So I'm in the church leadership. So there's lots of activities that are going mm. on there, a lot, you know. Um, and I, I just realized, I, I talked to one of them and I said, you see, you can, when we're human beings, we can't do everything. So at some point, we have to prioritize stuff. Mm. And then say, okay, we can do this and we can do this. So guys, 
There are times I'm going to say no to you. Mm-hmm. So I actually manage their expectations and yes. let them understand that I'm not going to, I'm just not going to do everything. Yes. There's sometimes I'm going to prioritize and say, hey, I can't do this, mm-hmm. right? And the same thing with my kid. So I do that in everything. So it's mm-hmm. not even saying, oh, for in this particular area, I will do everything. No, mm-hmm. with my kids. There's some things I tell them. I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm yes, sorry. Yes. There's sometimes I prioritize myself above them. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of times, of course, you know, the default is that you're, you, most of the time you prioritize them above you, right? Mm-hmm. But there's sometimes I prioritize myself above them and say, hey, guys, if I don't do this, you're not going to have mom that is going to do this, yeah. right? And the same thing mm-hmm. with work, you know. So, for example, if you have like a, a, doctor's, off, um, a doctor's visit, you know, you're going to take the time off from work, right? Mm-hmm. And do it and get it done. Mm-hmm. You know? so, so as much as I work, with those um, tools, you know, as um, much as I rely on friends and family and mm. learn from them, mm. I also have learned how to prioritize. And that comes with being able to say no, mm. right? And, and I prioritize it based on what we're doing at that time, which one is more important, which one, um, you know, is feasible, which mm. one adds more value for this particular season. And then I prioritize it and, mm-hmm. and, I, and I balance things mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like organization is a key one and then being able to say yes. no. Yes, yeah, that's, yes, that's yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before we wrap up, I want you to tell the audience, because you've talked a lot about self-development. You've talked about the fact that you like to read a lot. Tell us mm-hmm. one or two, maybe just one, a favorite non-book, okay. uh, non-fiction <laughs> book that you, ha- that you like and why. Okay. <laughs> oh boy, how would I choose one? Okay. All right. So, so let's do it based on let's just do it based on this period, right? So, okay. Because I'm okay. favorite for different pieces, right? Yeah, so, so right now, I'm reading one that is called the One Millionaire, right? The Enlightened Way to Wealth. Mm. I think it's reading by um, Victor. I think Mark Victor Hansen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so this book, you know, why I like it, it gives you first. It, it tells about. In, you know, you know, they were talking about how anybody can be a millionaire, right? But that wasn't actually the focus. The focus was on how to be an inten- enlightened millionaire, right? Being intentional, being able to understand why, and then going through the how. Mm. And what really connected me with the book was, you know, how they provided like, everyday practical steps about creating wealth, mm. right? Mm. And they talked about principles that, you know, that connect with me, like gratitude, integrity, mm. giving, hard work, right? Mm. Having the right mindset. And they even talked about connecting to God. Mm. But I just love the way they wrote that book. So mm. that's one that I'm reading right now and I'm going through my, whoa, mind-blown <laughs> moment. <laughs> Another one that I just read, in the, you know, in the recent past is, um, I think it's called The Miracle Morning, How mm. Elrod. So mm. that one is awesome. That one is just, it's just about, you know, um, things that you can do every day, habits that you can do that make your day that much more effective mm. every day. Mm. So that's an awesome book. I knew, there's a friend I had that, well, you know how some people are morning people and some yes. people are not morning people. Yes. So my friend, she's not a morning person at all. Mm. And I told her to read that book. Mm. She read it. She said, I look forward to waking up every morning. Mm. Okay, I need yeah. to read that book then. <laughs> I need to read my that book. Thought, my 13-year-old, you know, He's, he's grouchy, like he mm. doesn't like money. So I, I told him, okay, you know, one day he didn't want to go to bed. And I said, you know, why don't you just read this book? Just read maybe like 
some pages out of chapter three. Mm. Just read from this page to this page. Mm. And then he said, Mom, I lost that book. Mm. Wow. And then, you know, he was quoting some things from the book from mm. me where he was saying, you know, don't create bad habits or <laughs> don't switch off that, um, you know, that uh, alarm because mm. you think it's not going to harm you. But when you just tap on it, you're building a bad habit. So yes. you're, it's, it's, it's yes. harming you. Yes. So, you know, so those are the two that, you know, in the okay. recent past that have really, 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 you know, come out to me. Yeah amazing this has been so much fun at that talking to you <laughs> learning a little bit more about what makes you tick you know so this has been great i'm i'm sure the audience had a, a really good time listening and i want to say thank you so much for being on the show thank you thank you thank you it was my pleasure <laughs> Bye-bye. thanks everyone for listening today Please visit the website for show notes from today's episode, which will also include details of Adeze's favorite books. The link to the website is www.theebo.com. Please comment and provide feedback. You can also follow me on Instagram at Ebo Initiative and like my page on Facebook, The Ebo Initiative. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.